One of the tough things when doing a podcast is showing images, trying to describe images. The problem with that, it, you can only hear my words. That's it. And I can't show you pictures. I can't show you videos. Well, that's what is necessary to really understand the true evil that was committed this weekend in Israel by the Hamas terrorist organizations. Ben Shapiro did a great job in his podcast, really conveying the emotions. Ben Shapiro, of course, is an Orthodox Jew. He is, I mean, he just got back from Israel on Friday before the attack. Thank God. I mean, <laughs> what they were doing in Israel is just absolutely unheard of. But we can talk, and we have to talk about what's happening over there, all of the consequences that Hamas is going to go through because of this, because it's going to be, this is going to be nightmarish. This is going to be on a biblical level, a horrific for a group of people, as horrific as it was for Israel. Because one thing we're going to find is that Israel, yes, they suffered mightily. It's going to be nothing compared to what Hamas is going to go through, Hezbollah, and I would expect Iran. But let's talk about what happened this weekend. This is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you folks had a great weekend. Uh, we'll be a little bit more down to earth today because I just don't think it's a day to celebrate. I This weekend was a good weekend for me, but unfortunately, there's nothing really happy about it. Just trying to figure out what the hell is going on in Israel. Uh, so Hamas, if you haven't heard, uh, and believe it or not, a lot of Americans haven't heard yet that Hamas has invaded Israel. And there was no particular reason for it. They accept to kill Jews. That's the only reason they did it. There was no military purpose, no military strategy. There was no political strategy here. It was simply to go out and kill Jews. That's the only reason they did it. And the minute those cowards went in, killed Jews, they then walked out and basically took their hostages and prepared for Israel's response, which is happening as we speak. Israel is bombing the living crap out of the Gaza Strip, and they're ready to invade. They're, any minute now, Israel will have a land incursion and will be invading the Gaza Strip. And this is something to understand. This is something really to understand. The Gaza Strip is Hamas's territory. There are no Israelis in the Gaza Strip. The Israelis about 10 years ago were forced out of the Gaza Strip by the Israeli government because Hamas didn't want them there. Because the radical Islamists there did not want, did not want Israelis there. Now I say radical Islamists and I say Hamas. I'm not talking about regular Palestinians, regular Palestinians, whatever that is, by the way, because there is no Palestine. Regular Palestinians, regular Islamists in the Gaza Strip, 
don't support this stuff, however many there are. Who knows how many there actually are? A lot of them probably should be in Israel if they didn't want to belong. They didn't want to deal with the Gaza Strip. They didn't want to deal with Hamas and the Gaza Strip. Of course, now we know that they're actually keeping regular everybody inside except for the, quote, freedom fighters, end quote, terrorists. Let's call them what they are, terrorists. They're keeping everyone inside of the Gaza Strip because they're using them as human shields. Because Hamas is a terrible group of people. Well, this weekend, um, they invaded. Israel declared on, on Saturday, uh, Hamas decided to attack Israel by launching between 3,500 and 5,000 rockets into Israel. And they did this during an Israeli holiday, which was Simshat Torah, uh, which was a holy day of Shabbat, day of rest. Military was not really heavily active. They were held bare bones at the time. Uh, electronics are not allowed. Israelis, the Hamas attacked via the sea. They attacked, they broke through the border wall and attacked Israeli military bases. They attacked via air, apparently paragliders landed in the middle of a music festival that was happening with a congregation of more secular Jews. They're dancing. And by the way, looking at the pictures, and I've seen a lot of pictures, looks like there were a lot of Arabs there too. It wasn't just Jews that were there. Because in Israel, Arabs and Jews do live together. There are Arabs in the Knesset, which is the Israeli parliament. There are Jews, there are Arabs on the Supreme Court in Israel. Arabs make up 20% of the population. See, this is the whole thing. They keep saying, everyone keeps saying, oh, well, the Jews are, the, the Israelis, the Zionists, or the Jews are, are an apartheid. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not basing their country on race like America does and like Europe does. They are completely open arms to peace-loving Islamists. And I used to live with Islamists. I used to live with Muslims. They like to be called Muslims. They didn't like to be called Islamists. They like to be called Muslims. I lived with Muslims. They were good with, Jew- with Israel. They had no problem. They were Egyptians, so they were more moderate than, let's say, the radical Islamists like the Muslim Brotherhood or any of those groups. But they, they did not have a problem with Jews. They did not have a problem with Israel. And there are people in the, on the Gaza, in the Gaza Strip controlled by Hamas. There are, Islam, there are Muslims in the, in the um, uh, West Bank controlled by Hezbollah. There are Islamists out there that believe in that. As a matter of fact, radical Islamists, they're a small, very small minority of Muslims. But that doesn't change the fact that what the Hamas did is terrible. They killed, murdered. They raped women. They kidnapped children. They murdered children and women. 
They took the elderly. They have hundreds of hostages right now. Hostages that they're probably putting in buildings that hold uh, Hamas, Hamas leadership, that hold weapons, because using them as human shields, hey, you can't shoot this down, that's holding our weapons, because you'll kill hostages. That's what they do. Totally against the Geneva Convention. Complete war crimes, but they don't care. Because these people are evil. And I, I mean evil in Sodom and Gomorrah type evil. I mean evil as in, is God going to send a couple of angels down and obliterate that city? That kind of evil. A lot of people don't want to say this, but this has now become a holy war. This is a holy war against the existential threat of anti-Semitism. It is that bad. These people, again, killed for nothing just because these people were Jewish. That's all. And I don't want to hear from the left anymore. I don't want to hear from the left anymore about, you know, genocide. And These people don't know what genocide is. Now, I'm going off. I, I'm going off. I am just angry. I'm angry. I'm afraid. I've got a feeling this could be World War III because this isn't going to end at the West Bank. This isn't going to end at the Gaza Strip. This isn't going to end at Lebanon. This is going to go all the way to Iran. This could be the start of World War III. And that may seem like hyperbole, conflation, whatever you want to call it. But the reality is, this is huge. And Israel is going, people are going to side with Israel. And the United States better be one of those countries. All the money we've wasted in freaking Ukraine. And then this crap happens. But we'll get to all that. Let's just get, let's just get to what happened. Okay, so on Saturday, uh, Israel declared that they were in a state of war. Palestinian terrorists invaded Israel. They invaded uh, cities, Uruz Crossing, Nahal Oz, Mehen, Kibbutz Beri, Rahim Army Base, Zikum Army Base, and Kafar Az Oz. Uh, the Palestinians actually, the Hamas actually, Hamas actually controlled those cities. They invaded, again I say this, they invaded during Shabbat, so it was a holiday. There was very little police presence, very little army presence. The military chief over in Hamas, over in Hamas a terrorist named Mohammed Dief, and he is a terrorist, said they had launched 5,000 rockets, but it's looking as like it's between 2,500 and uh, 3,500. The official count by Israel is about 3,500. Um, they were they actually occupied those cities as of right now they do not israel arm uh, israel defense came in the idea which is called the israeli defense idf uh, uh force idf they went in and they took over those cities again killing a lot of hamas they are now currently israel is currently at this moment bombing the military installations within the Gaza Strip, and when I say bombing the military installations within the Gaza Strip, that means they're they're killing civilians. 
Understand something. This is all on Hamas. I do not want to hear from AOC and all, all those other effing idiots that, oh my gosh, Palestinian citizens. Those Palestinian citizens have been warned. They knew it was coming. Israel actually has bombs that hit a building to shake it, to tell them we're bombing this next. Israel makes announcements that they're attacking. It is the Hamas terrorists that keep citizens, innocent citizens within these buildings that hold ammunitions, that hold Hamas leadership so that they can use them as human shields. I can't say, I know that's the third time I've said that, I can't say it enough. So when they bomb, yes, they're killing they're killing innocent citizens, but they're not killing innocent citizens. It's Hamas that has killed those innocent citizens. Hamas is completely guilty here of everything. Israel does not want to kill anybody if they can avoid it. Right now, they can't avoid it. It's got to happen. They have to do it because their country is at risk. So on Saturday, uh, the first uh, attack was a group of Hamas terrorists, all planned. This has been planned, they say, could have been planned for two to three years. This is not something that just happened. They've been planning this. It was a very sophisticated attack. It was well-organized. It was well-planned. They were well-armed. By the way, some of the armament that Hamas had, it looks like were uh, M4s and M16s in some of the videos. A lot of people have been pointed that out. I, I wasn't sure because I it looked like an M4. Some people had said Uzis. Those were not Uzis. I know what an Uzi looks like. And then it was confirmed that these were M4s. So the big question came about, well, where did they get these M4s? A lot of people think it came from Afghanistan. You know, Joe Biden running away, tail between his legs like a coward out of Afghanistan and then leaving billion, hundreds of billions of dollars worth of equipment there. Um, so they attacked, they, they broke through a wall. Let's remember Israel actually has a wall between Hamas and, uh, the Gaza Strip and Israel to keep Hamas in. Well, they broke through the fencing. They broke through the wall. Apparently they did this in 20 different spots on the wall and invaded. They invaded military base bases and they killed everyone there. Of course, it was Shabbat, so they had a skeleton crew at these military bases. They killed them all, then desecrated and mutilated the bodies. And by the way, all this is on video. And who's been producing this video? Not CNN, not MSNBC, not Fox News. This was Hamas doing it. They were filming, they were uploading as a celebration to prove how powerful they are terrorism they're trying to scare israel that's what they're doing so needless to say um, just horrific sights no demands by the way their demands jews get out of israel that's their demand those are their demands they're there to kill israelis that's it they're there to kill jews nothing else paragliders were flying into into Israel. And by the way, you see these paragliders flying into Israel. This is, someone pointed out, this is a reason we can't get rid of the Second Amendment. Because you know what would have taken out those paragliders? 
some guys with automatic weapons or semi-automatic, maybe AR-15s, they could have shot them out of the air. And these guys were shooting while they were in while they were in the air. Well, paragliders decided to land into some of these cities and then just start killing people. And by the way, all on video. We have the videos. They're all over social media. One thing I like about Elon Musk and X, which is Twitter, is he allows this stuff to be shown. They're not blocking any of this stuff. One uh, group of paragliders, all caught on video again, landed at a music festival in uh, southern Israel, killed 260 people. People are being kidnapped in the hundreds. Now, right now, they're saying about 200 people are being held hostage, but rumor has it probably more. We really don't have all the information. About 3,000 people, exactly about 2,400 have been killed. But, and we're not really sure what side they're on. It's just 2,400 people have been killed, so we're not sure where that's coming from. Be very careful on numbers here because they're just not there. For example, with hostages, Israel is saying about 200 hostages are called. Hamas, which has a tendency of lying, let's call it what it is, says they have enough hostages to free every Palestinian uh, prisoner in Israel. So who knows? Who knows? And who knows how many of those hostages are alive? Reports and film of Israel, of Hamas terrorists raping women, kidnapping women, kidnapping children, abusing children, Anything that could be considered just nothing but pure effing evil is what these people are doing. There's one just absolutely terrifying video of a woman being taken hostage. She's probably dead right now. She had been raped so badly, her pants were bloody, sodomized, raped, in complete shock them grabbing in the, her by the hair and throwing her into a car. There's video of an entire family, probably 10 people in their little house, all shot, all dead. One guy having just a smidgen of life and him being shot again. A woman sitting in a car with her chest blown out. And all of, this, all of these pictures are celebration pictures by Hamas. They were all taken by Hamas, all released by Hamas, all for terrorism. Pure, unadulterated evil. So, needless to say, the response from Israel was swift, and it's going to be harsh. The Prime, uh, prime Minister uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, which, thank God, he is the Prime Minister right now, because I think if we had any more of a leftist prime minister like we had before, it, this could be a disaster. He released a state. He didn't release a statement. He made a speech. Of course, it was all in Israeli, or I just play it. But here's what he said: We are at war, not in an operation or in a rounds, but at a war. This morning, Hamas launched a murderous surprise attack against the state of Israel and its citizens. We have been in this. Since the early morning hours, 
I convened the heads of security establishment and ordered, first of all, to clear out the communities that have been infiltrated by the terrorists. This currently is being carried out. That currently is completed. They did that. They, they cleared out Hamas. Uh, right now, Hamas controls no settlements in Israel. They have been pushed completely back. Continuing, at this time, I have ordered extensive mobilization of reserves that we return fire of a magnitude that the enemy has not known. The enemy will pay an unprecedented price. In the meantime, I call on citizens of Israel to strictly adhere to directives of the IDF and Home Front Command. We are at war and we will win it. The Israeli Defense Force, the IDF, is calling this operation Iron Swords. So they have started incursions. They've started bombing. As of right now, Israel is already setting up for an, a ground invasion. Uh, they have enacted their reservists. Reservists have come, get this, reservists, they have a 150% response which means not only people that are registered as reservists have registered and are have arrived, but more have arrived than were expected. Almost twice as many have arrived. 300,000 reservists are now active. So there is, if the thought was that they were going to scare Israel, it apparently didn't work because now you've got people who aren't even in the military reserves going out there and fighting. And don't forget, most Israel requires you to serve in the military because they have such a small population. That means people who have already served or people who aren't eligible to serve are now trying to get in. So this is a big deal. So the reservists are going to join an already rather large army for the size of Israel, 170,000 active duty soldiers. So you're looking at half a million soldiers and they have some of the most highest technology, technological um, weaponry available. Don't forget, the United States helps them. So tanks are rushing into the area. Tanks are already, tanks are already on the border of the Gaza Strip. They haven't invaded quite yet. As of right now, uh, Israel is bombing the Gaza Strip and they're bombing heavily, not one or two bombs. In Gaza City, it looks like it just it looks like they're already raising buildings and we're talking one bomb, one building gone. And they have to do this because they have to control their leadership. They have to control their uh, armaments. Because trying to invade a big city is a, and don't forget, Gaza Strip, very tiny, very tiny. I think it's the size of Los Angeles, very small. But it is also very dangerous when it is infested with these termites, uh, terrorists, because these people will start, they'll do what they did in Iraq. Look how long Iraq and Afghanistan took and all the damage those countries did. Well, now you're talking a smaller area. Their backs are going to be against the wall and they're going to fight. There's going to be a lot of death. A lot of innocents are going to be killed, but that is all going to be on Hamas. Benjamin Netanyahu told everybody to evacuate southern Israel. The airports in Israel are absolutely jammed. People waiting to get out. 
Netanyahu also warned Israelis and Palestinians who do not support Hamas to evacuate the Gaza Strip. That's a warning. They're going in, and they're going in hard. He released this statement, or didn't release this statement. He actually made this statement. Dear citizens of Israel, this morning on Shabbat and a holiday, Hamas invaded Israeli territory and murdered innocent citizens, including children and the elderly. Hamas has started a brutal and evil war. We will be victorious in this war despite the unbearable price. This is a very difficult day for all of us. Hamas wants to murder us all. And by the way, that's true. That's their only goal, is to kill Jews. That's it. I wish we could come up, if you can come up with some more, get, they want Jews out of Israel. They want them dead. But they want them out of Israel. They want Israel completely cleared out. And that's it. That's all they want. And you'll hear a lot of terms about a two-part, a two-state solution, blah, blah, blah. Israel has already offered a two-state solution. They already gave up the West Bank and the Gaza Strip. There are no Israel Israelis in the Gaza Strip or the West Bank. They 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 get well. Israel should take up take back the West Bank, and they should take back the Gaza Strip. So Israel is set up. They're they're going on continuing with this continuing with this statement. This is an enemy that murders children and mothers in their homes, in their beds, an enemy that abducts an elder, abducts the elderly children, the young women that slaughters and massacres our citizens, including children who simply went out to enjoy the holiday. And he's absolutely correct. By the way, to, give, to tell you how they are killing women, um, there are so many orphans right now from this war. Israel is asking for breast milk. So many mothers have been captured, taken hostage, made into sex slaves, made into concubines to be raped over and over again by as many Hamas Hamas terrorists as, as humanly can. You know, They're, these people are being just tortured beyond all belief. And by the way, I'm not saying that because this is what Hamas does. Um, there are videos. There are lots of videos, and all those videos are being taken by Hamas. Continuing with his statement, what happened today is unprecedented in Israel. I will see to it that it does not happen again. The entire government is behind this decision. The IDF will immediately use all its strength to destroy Hamas capabilities. Yeah, the IDF is not going to have a problem here. They, they're really not going to have a problem. And I got news for you. They're not going to... They just had today the uh, major general of the IDF sit there and say, yeah, no, this we're not doing this. We're going to take care of business. Israel will be fine in a couple of days. Because they're not going to walk... They, they're going to have to go from door to door to find these Hamas terrorists and save as many lives. But they're not going to tolerate a lot of, of pushback. If they see a building that's housed with a lot of Hamas terrorists and being shielded by innocent Palestinians, they're just going to bomb it. And they should. They should. This is not on Israel at all. This is war. This is what war looks like. And like I said, watch Ben Shapiro, Shapiro's uh, podcast. Watch the video if you can on YouTube. 
because the video is brutal and it will be pulled from YouTube because that's what YouTube does. And he's basically, he doesn't give as many facts as he just says, look at what's happening. This is evil. This is evil. And we'll get to later how the United States just, oh, poor Hamas. Yeah, we'll get to that. 2,400 people have been killed. That number is a guess. And we don't know if that means Israelis. We don't know anything about that number. But I got news for you. Uh, There has been talk that it's going to be in the tens of thousands by the time this is over. Nine Americans have been killed. There is also believed hundreds of Americans may be held hostage or cannot communicate. So again, we don't know. Cory Booker was one of those. Cory Booker, the senator from New Jersey, he was in Israel to give a talk and he got stuck there during the bombings. They, they, did, they did get him out. They did get him out. Um, he's in the United States now. I'm sure this is going to, he's a Democrat, so I'm sure this is going to be another Spartacus moment. Remember, this is the I am Spartacus guy. I'm sure this is going to be another, uh, he's going to be interviewed and he's going to be making himself into a freaking hero on how he fought the Hamas terrorists single-handedly. I'm sure this is where this is going. So far, for the most part, by the way, the reaction has been pretty much against Hamas. Pretty much. We'll get to that. Okay, so the world was completely caught off guard for this. And this is going to be one of the big questions here. How, how did this happen without anyone knowing about it? Israel had no idea about this. There was actually, a, the walls in Israel have several layers of technology built into them. If you lay a ladder on a wall in Israel between the Gaza Strip or and West Bank in Israel, they have sensors that will actually pick up that slight movement on that wall so that Israeli forces can go in and deal with that. That's how technologically involved those walls are. Well, um, there was a cyber attack a few minutes before the invasion. And that shows you how organized this whole thing was. And those that technology was disabled. So people are trying to figure out, okay, well, how did this happen? How how did you how were they planning this? And thoughts it, they could have been planning this for two years and we not catch it? Yeah, that's gonna be a question. Because it wasn't, you know, I'm not talking America here didn't catch it. Israel didn't catch it. And the question is going to be, how did that happen? So the world's reaction is been kind of, at first, shocked. There's been very little reaction. Not a lot of people knew this was going to happen. Hamas has admitted they did it. Hamas has admitted that they did it to kill. Hamas has admitted that Iran was involved in this, that Iran funded them, helped plan it, uh, gave them the munitions needed, and gave them the green light to attack. And we know this because there's a video where they are thanking Iran for this. So that's going to be an interesting thing to see. The Taliban... 
for its part, has offered help to Hamas. They have said, we will send fighters if you find us a passage from Afghanistan to the, uh, to the Gaza Strip. They will help in the fight. So that's always good. And by the way, it's wonderful that Joe Biden decided to leave that country, that the Taliban can just kind of roam around as long as they, ha- they hopscotch over Islamic countries that respect the Taliban. But now the Taliban is so bold, they will help other countries and Iran fight against the Jews. Um, There have been pro-Palestinian protests all over the world, including Pakistan, Britain, Canada, of course, the United States. Uh, They are celebrating in the Gaza Strip. They're celebrating in the West Bank. They're celebrating in, in Lebanon. And to show you how cowardly these people are, there was a big question whether Lebanon was going to attack from the north and the West Bank was going to attack from the east. Because don't forget, Israel is surrounded by these people. And guess what? The cowards that they are, they won't attack. And they won't attack because they know they know the, the, uh, the Gaza Strip is going to be raised. And they do not want to piss off Israel. And we're talking... By tomorrow, the the Gaza Strip could be gone. I hope it is. I hope it is severely damaged. But they're going to need to do, do more than that. They're going to need to actually go in there and destroy that 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 place. They're gonna they're gonna need to turn it into a parking lot because that's the only way it's going to guarantee. And then what they're going to need to do go over to the West Bank and do the same thing, and eventually end up in Lebanon and do the same thing. That's the only way this stuff is going to stop. The United States, for its part, is sending naval ships, warships to the area, probably more to patrol than anything else. I don't expect, well, I don't expect the naval ships, that, that firepower is going to be necessary for the, for, the, for the Gaza Strip, but they're going to go out there and probably monitor to see to make sure that the Hamas doesn't decide to invade via boat, which they did during the initial terrorist attack. So things are not good uh, around the world. And and people, again, a lot of the countries out there, uh, there hasn't been a comment from Russia. There hasn't been a comment from China. Uh, Iran praises this thing, but they really did not make too much of a comment. This happens so fast. There are celebrations. By the way, Iran, yeah, this did not prove to... Uh, did not prove for them to be really embraced by the people. There was a soccer game in Iran. Of course, Iran doesn't show this, but there was a soccer game in Iran where they raised the Iranian flag. It was booed by the audience. This was in Iran. Don't forget, Iranians, the Iranian citizens are extremely westernized. They do not like the theocracy that is happening over there. People are being killed for not wearing their hijabs right. So Iran is, Iran is a very unstable country. And see, this is the problem with Joe Biden handing him $6 billion, which, by the way, he handed him $6 billion last week. We'll get to that. And then today they're attacking? And again, this is not Hamas. This is Iran. This is another little proxy war. Israel has already said they'll take care of Iran. Oh, and they will. 
Now, we already know Israel has been messing with Iran. For example, their nuclear facilities, there have been terrorist, there have been attacks on their nuclear facilities. We don't know. Israel won't admit they did it, but they won't say they didn't. And Iran is accusing Israel of this. But here's the question I have to ask you. How long is it before a nuclear bomb is dropped on, on uh, or an atom bomb is dropped on Israel? I'll contend not long. I'm not sure Israel has a nuclear weapon yet. They have the technology, but the problem is they have been messed with over the last year. They were supposed to have a nuclear weapon last November, a year ago, but Israel kept messing with them. Okay, but I'm going off. So the United States, the big question is, the United States, how did they respond? How did Joe Biden respond? Well, Joe Biden decided not to take a vacation this week, and he basically... And of course, this is a guy who gave $6 billion to Iran. He basically had some words about the attack. Let's listen. This is a three-minute speech. I'm going to give the entire speech. Let's listen. Good afternoon. Today, the people of Israel are under attack, orchestrated by a terrorist organization, Hamas. In this moment of tragedy, I want to say to them and to the world and to terrorists everywhere, the United States stands with Israel. We will not ever fail to have her back. We'll make sure that they have the help their citizens need and they can continue to defend themselves. You know, the world's seen appalling images. Thousands of rockets in the space of hours raining down on Israeli cities. We got up this morning, started this at 7.30, 8 o'clock, my calls. Hamas terrorists crossing in Israel, killing not only Israeli soldiers, but Israeli civilians, in the street, in their homes, innocent people murdered, wounded, entire families taken hostage by Hamas, just days after Israel marked the holiest of days in the Jewish calendar. It's unconscionable. You know, when I spoke with Prime Minister Netanyahu this morning, I told him the United States stands with the people of Israel in the face of these terrorist assaults. Israel has the right to defend itself and its people, full stop. There's never a justification for terrorist attacks. And my administration's support for Israel's security is rock solid and unwavering. Let me say this as clearly as I can. This is not a moment for any party hostile to Israel to exploit these attacks to seek advantage. The world is watching. I've also been in contact with the King of Jordan, spoken with members of Congress, directed my national security team to engage with their Israeli counterparts. Military to military, intelligence to intelligence, dipl diplomat to diplomat, to make sure Israel has what it needs. I've also directed my team to remain in constant contact with leaders throughout the region, including Egypt, Turkey, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Oman, the UAE, as well as our European partners and the Palestinian Authority. It's also a terrible tragedy on a human level. It's hurting innocent people, seeing the lives that have been broken by this, the families torn apart, it's heartbreaking. And Jill and I are praying for those families who've been impacted by this violence. We grieve with those who've lost their loved ones, lost a piece of their soul. We have hope for swift recovery for many of the wounded. But we're going to remain in close touch with Prime Minister. I personally am going to remain in close contact with Prime Minister Netanyahu as this situation continues to develop. And let there be no mistake. The United States stands with the state of Israel. 
just we have from the moment the United States became the first nation to recognize Israel 11 minutes after its founding 75 years ago. Thank you very much. Mr. President, was there uh, an intelligence failure in the lead up to this attack? Mr. President, can you tell us what we asked you specifically for support? And there he goes, walking off. No answers, no questions answered. Nothing Nothing said, that's it. And by the way, uh, what did he do right after? He had a barbecue for, for uh, White House staff. Yep, live music and a barbecue. Thousands of people's lives, millions of people's lives are overturned. Thousands of people ha- are dying. And this piece of shit goes out there and has a barbecue garbage human being this is an absolute disaster for the biden administration there's no question they kept telling us how iran was moder- was beginning to moderate they kept telling us how the iran was going to join the world stage and they were moving away from terrorism from state-sponsored terrorism they negotiated a nuclear deal and dismissed the fact that iran broke that broke the terms of that nuclear deal over and over and over again. They just gave Iran $6 billion to release a few hostages that weren't even in Israeli jails. They were under house arrest. Heck, last week, U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said that there's really a lot of peace and stability in the Middle East right now. Here's what he, here's him making an absolute ass out of himself. And what we said is we want to depressurize, de-escalate, and ultimately integrate the Middle East region. The war in Yemen is in its 19 month of truce. For now, the Iranian attacks against U.S. forces have stopped. Our presence in Iraq is stable. I emphasize for now because all of that can change. And the Middle East region is quieter today than it has been in two decades. Gee, that didn't age well. <laughs> that was last week he said that. Well, yeah, there was it was quiet. The war in Yemen kind of eased up, 19-month peace, which, by the way, that 19 months, that entire time, that tells me they were probably planning this for since then. It's because they were planning this. And so, hey, we have peace, so let's, uh, let's uh, give them more money. Yeah, Iran is now being good. They're being... They're being, um, they're being, they're joining the world stage. They've become a moderate country. Now, mind you, in that 19 months, they were murdering their own people who were protesting. When they were murdering women who refused, torturing and murdering women who refused to wear hijabs. Meanwhile, they were doing that, but we, we, we will ignore that. The media did anyway. And the Biden administration, they know this is a disaster for them. What you just listened to, that's a, that's a campaign ad. Here's another campaign ad. Here's Anthony Blinken admitting, kind of, that they effed up. That Iran was always a terrorist state. Iran was always funding proxy wars. And yet he swears that the $6 billion that the United States gave them last week had nothing to do with this. Just in, incredible. This is another campaign ad. Let's listen. What do you say about the argument that money is fungible? So Iran may have known this money is coming and used other funds. 
to help fund this attack that happened. Iran has, ha, Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism, on supporting groups like, uh, like Hamas. Uh, and it's done that when there have been sanctions. It's done that when there haven't been sanctions. And it's always prioritized that. And again, I come back to the proposition that from these funds have always been under the law, available to Iran to use for humanitarian purposes. Hear that? Iran's always been a terrorist organization. They've always funded this. And you, why did you give them $6 billion? And by the way, no, that money was not available to them. That is an absolute bullshit lie. That was seized money. That was money that law said they could not have, and they gave it to them. That was not... I, this is the big argument. This is the big argument by leftists. Oh, well, it was their money. Um, it was their money through illegal means, and it was seized. Kind of like a drug dealer has his bank account seized when he's arrested for drug dealing. It's assumed that that money was used for drugs. Well, that money was assumed to be used for war, terrorist activities. That's why it was seized. And he's basically saying, well, they're guilty, but we'll give them their money back. So, no. It just, just because we seized their money and we don't have it in our bank accounts, our coffers, does not mean that they should just they have access to it and they should do whatever they want to it. And yeah, Iran knew this was going. They were going to do this. Iran knew this two years ago. They were going to do this. And this piece of shit. By the way, this is another ad, a political ad. I've told you this three times already. This is a political ad that everybody should be pushing. So you know, hey, yeah, we know. We always knew they were terrorists. We always knew they sponsored this. We know they're running wars. And stuff, but, uh, you know, we gave them money anyway because they'll stop once we give them more money. Sure enough, Republicans, you know, this is the one thing this war is going to do. It's going to kind of unite Republicans, and it's doing that. Right now, there's been a lot of talk about the House of Representatives being just in complete disarray. Well, it sounds like what they're, Matt Gates now is getting shit even from his own caucus. From his own group of people saying, oh God, we can't be without a Speaker of the House now. So he's getting crap. He's been made to look like the devil here. Which, in this case, he is. He's an asshole. Apparently, what's rumors have it that the interim Speaker of the House, I don't know who it is, some guy with a bow tie, never have a, bow tie, a guy with a bow tie try and exude strength for your party. It's not going to work. This guy has, uh, basically, the rumors that this guy is going to say, we're not doing this. We're going to vote. They're going to have a vote on Wednesday. They're going to pick somebody. They're going to unify, and that's going to be it. This may have been a really bad move. Republicans are all basically standing back and saying the same things. DeSantis, Trump. Well, let's, let's not talk about it. Trump did release his, let's talk about that. Trump did release a statement. He said, these Hamas attacks are a disgrace and Israel has every right to defend itself with overwhelming force. Sadly, American taxpayer dollars help to fund these attacks. That's sort of true, which many reports are saying came from the Biden administration. We brought so much peace to the Middle East through the Abraham Accords. That is true. One of the reasons that Israel, Israel is being attacked right now 
is because Israel was about to make peace with Saudi Arabia, because Saudi Arabia is also afraid of Iran. That war in Omen, Yemen, excuse me, that they're talking about, that involves Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is fighting Yemen, and Yemen is being supported by the Iranian government. So Saudi Arabia knows where they're gonna where their their bread is buttered. Why not join up with one of the most powerful military uh, countries in the Middle East, Israel? So they were about to sign a, a treaty, and they probably will, especially after this attack. Trump had said so. The Abraham Accords kicked off a uh, domino effect that Iran does not want. Continuing here, we brought so much peace in the Middle East through the Abraham Accords only to see Biden whittle it away at a far more rapid pace than anyone thought possible. Here we go again. He's absolutely correct. And another another uh, statement went viral, a speech that Trump made back in August 17th of this year, where he said, this $6 billion you're releasing... I got news for you. You're go- all blood is going to be on Joe Biden's hands because that money is going to be used for a terrorist attack. Who would have known that less than a month ago, three weeks ago, Donald Trump was already predicting the future? Crooked Joe Biden just agreed to pay a $6 billion ransom to the Iranian dictatorship in exchange for hostages. This is yet another Biden surrender and a further blistering humiliation of the United States of America to the world stage. But even worse, this decision will be extremely deadly. Biden is giving $6 billion to the world's leading state sponsor of terrorism. Just as when Obama sent the Iranian regime pallets of cash for hostages in the dark of night, remember, plane loads of cash, Biden's ransom payment will be immediately used to stoke violence, bloodshed, and mayhem throughout the Middle East and all around the world, costing countless innocent lives. It's also guaranteed that the fanatical Iranian regime will use this money to advance their nuclear weapons program, putting Israel, the United States, and the entire world in very grave peril. They are reportedly just weeks away from a nuclear bomb, something which would have never happened under the Trump administration. Tragically, Biden's ransom payments also make it dramatically more likely that even more Americans will be held captive in the future because Biden has shown that he will pay gargantuan sums of money, meaning the kidnappers turn a massive profit. They're making money hand over fist. In other words, Biden has put a bounty on the head of every American citizen abroad. Under my leadership, we brought home more than 50 hostages from all over the world, and we never paid ransom money to do it, not at all. We did it with diplomacy, and we did it through strength, and we will do it again when we are reelected as President of the United States. Our country is failing. We are a failing nation. We will turn it around, and we will make America great again. Thank you. By the way, this is the message that should be sent by all candidates, right here. This is the message. This instability never happened under Trump. Matter of fact, Trump was the only president since, geez, I can't even remember, that has not been in a war. I I can't remember if there was a president that hasn't been been in some sort of conflict. This president has not been in a conflict. I think maybe Reagan, but I, th- I know Reagan did a lot of things 
to weaken the middle. No, he had a uh, he had Lebanon. He had the occupation of Lebanon. So he had, he had war too. But I'm ta- I'm reaching back to 1980, 1970, 1960. So he is absolutely correct, and this is the message he should stand on. Forget about his court appearances. Forget about all this. This is the message. Well, uh, here's the thing. I had said that, you know, he looks like Nostradamus. He saw into the future. Here's a newsflash. Um, I was kidding about that. Anyone with two eyes and any awareness of politics knew this was going to happen. We all knew this was going to happen. You give this country billions of dollars. They are going to do this. We knew this was going to happen. Other candidates were pretty much against all this crap, too. Here's Ron DeSantis. He, he had an uh, interview with Newsmax, and he pretty much said the same thing. And his, his words were very strong. That not only they have a right to defend themselves, but they have a right to use overwhelming force. Part of the reason we're in this situation is because in past iterations of attacks, which admittedly were not at this level, Israel would respond, but then there'd immediately be a lot of pressure for Israel to stand down. Israel would even start getting blamed. And so they never really uprooted the terror networks of Hamas and even Hezbollah like, like they probably should have. So this is a time where this is their 9-11, probably times four or five from what we're seeing with the horrific images and the casualty count for such a small country. It's an unbelievable uh, terrorist attack that I think they need to uproot all of those uh, networks. Now, there's going to start to be moral equivalents put out there. There's going to start to be condemnations from the United Nations. I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow, but I could definitely see in the not-too-distant future that. So we just need to be united as Americans that, that, that they have a right to do what they need to do. And if we just do that, I think that that will be most of it because they take pride in their own defense. Uh, I've been a big supporter of providing support for Israel, which we do every year. Not a huge amounts of money, you know, a couple a couple of few billion, but that's in addition to what Israel's doing for themselves. They've never asked us to displace their responsibility to defend their country, and I think it'll be similar here. Uh, of course, we're going to maintain uh, the support and the security arrangement that we have. We also are going to have to get all the facts about it, but it seems like that there have been Americans killed. I don't know if that's been confirmed by the White House yet, uh, and taken hostage, and that implicates our national security in a big, big way. We cannot have terrorists going after our citizens anywhere around this world, and so we'll have a responsibility, perhaps for rescue if they're still alive, uh, but that does implicate our national interest in a very strong way. That discussion there shows you a couple of things. One, this guy knows what he's talking about. In that interview with Newsmax, he actually went over the entire history of what led to this. Not just the strategy that Israel needs to take now. He has an understanding of what Israel is about. He has an understanding of the history of Israel. And he has an understanding of what we need to do. He shows that he can be president, that he does have knowledge. Because that's one thing that has been made fun of with him, is that he's not ready to be president. He doesn't understand the world. My dad does this. And I keep saying, no, he does. He does. 
It's not like this guy has been living in a vacuum. He knows what needs to be done, and the difference between him and Trump is he does it. So, and by the way, with his little statement, in that little statement, I don't know if you caught it, he's kind of justifying American presence in Israel. He is justifying that maybe we do need to go over there because now Americans are being attacked too. But he also knows that Israel, they'll take care of business, and they will. And Israel should, is what he's been basically saying. And then there's Nikki Haley. She, of course, was the UN ambassador for a while. And uh, she thinks she thinks that the attack on Israel is an attack on the United States. Let's listen to her. But let's step back because I want the American people to kind of take this in for a second. Just imagine that here the Israelis woke up and communities were bombarded. Families were murdered. Women and children were taken hostage, dragged through the streets. The elderly were taken. All of this has happened in front of everyone, on top of thousands of rockets that hit Israel. This should be personal for every woman and man in America. Why? Because when they did this, when they did this surprise attack, when they took these hostages, when they murdered these families, they were celebrating. And what were they celebrating? They were saying death to Israel, death to America. This is not just an attack on Israel. This is an attack on America because they hate us just as much. And what we have to understand is this is the reason that we have to unite around making sure our enemies do not hurt our friends. America can never be so arrogant to think we don't need friends, just like we needed them on 9-11. That's why Ukraine needs us when Russia's doing this. That's why Israel needs us when Hamas and Iran are doing this. And I'll say this to, to Prime Minister Netanyahu, finish them finish them. Hamas did this. You know Iran's behind it. Finish them. They should have hell to pay for what they've just done. Absolutely correct. No question. Everything she says is right. And she's basically, do you notice who Nikki Haley, Donald Trump, and Ron DeSantis are, aren't talking about? They're not talking about desanctimonious. They ain't ripping each other. This is a good thing for Republicans. Because this is where we can all stand behind. But you got to leave it to one. There's always one. Okay, and it's Mike Pence. Mike Pence needs to go away now. He's finished. He is nothing but a politician. I'm doing everything I can say to, to say F him. And of course, you can tell that this guy is now just scraping the bottom of the barrel looking for voters. Because he's going on MSNBC. He's going on CNN. Well, here he is on CNN. And guess whose fault it is? It's Donald Trump's fault. It's Vivek Ramaswamy's fault. It's Ron DeSantis' fault. This is happening. This guy is officially entered the pantheon of being a piece of shit. Let's listen. Well, I am. But let me begin at where, where we ought to start. I mean, that disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan has emboldened the enemies of freedom around the world. And now war is raging uh, in Eastern Europe. And and President Joe Biden's kowtowing for the last two and a half years to the mullahs in Iran, lifting sanctions, begging them to get back in the Iran nuclear deal, and then uh, paying $6 billion in a ransom uh, for hostages, I, I think set the conditions uh, for this unprecedented terrorist attack uh, by Hamas 
against Israel. But I also believe this is what happens when we have leading voices like Donald Trump, Vivek Ramswamy, and Ron DeSantis signaling retreat from America's role as leader of the free world. I, look, uh, that what happened in Ukraine was an unprovoked invasion by Russia. What happened this weekend was an unprovoked invasion by Hamas uh, into Israel. Uh, and I really believe now more than ever, uh, both uh, the debate within the Republican Party and the debate within America, is whether or not we're, we're going to once again stand without apology as the leader of the free world, as the arsenal of democracy, the heartbreaking images coming out of both of these theaters of operations remind us that uh, America is the indispensable leader uh, of the free world. And if I'm president of the United States, we'll lead from American strength. What an absolutely horrid statement. What a terrible freaking thing to say. F Joe, F Mike Pence. If this guy is on the debate stage for the next debate, if there is a next debate, everyone should just rip him for this. Nobody is talking about, no one gives a crap about the presidency right now. They're just talking about the disaster that is Joe Biden. They're talking about the tragedy that is in Israel. And this asshole is sitting there making it about him and how he's a great leader. And this would have never happened with him. I got news for you. He is a consummate politician. He is a part of the swamp as far as I'm concerned now. He's another reason Donald Trump shouldn't be president because he picked an asshole like this. Yeah, don't, I don't want to hear it from this guy. But hey, there's more. And by the way, you, you can tell this guys he knows he's about done. Because he's sitting there and he's talking about this on CNN. Now, I, I know, I know I've got, I'm already an hour into this, uh, and I'm probably going to talk a little more tomorrow, I, because I, I do want to get into some of the things that are happening, what are being said by the leftists in the state, and there are a bunch of leftists in this country that just are saying absolutely terrible things, but more stuff is actually coming out. And I also have some opinion. I think this is, this is scary. But I've been already talking for an hour, and I want to keep this a little shorter than that, usually about 20 minutes shorter. So I'll continue this tomorrow. Um, as of right now, just a little FYI, Israel is being bombed again by off the Gaza Strip by Hamas. Uh, so far, no reports of injuries, but we don't know. Um, they're launching from several different sites to try and trick the Iron Dome. So we're not really sure exactly what has happened, but Fox News is there and they're all underground because of the bombings. So this is this is continuing. It's night over there now. So we'll 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 take a look at this and then I swear we'll get to regular podcasts after this is done. But I think this is this is very serious. I hope you guys have a great day. God bless. And don't forget. Listen to Ben Shapiro's, or watch Ben Shapiro's podcast, because I think the images he posts are violent, they're vile, they're evil, and everyone needs to see it. Because I think in this country, part of our problem, why we're worried about whether men and women are the same thing, or men can be women and women can be men and crap like that, that's the problem. We don't see any reality in this country. Have a good day. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.